It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of In. 108 Stitches Baseball Talk. I'm thinking ahead inside the picks and returns this Thursday. But you know what? They're great shows anyways. Just depends on what ball you want to throw. You want to go ahead and throw a pigskin or a baseball. But tonight it is baseball time. And I'm pleased to be joined by Candy Ebling. Welcome back, Ann. Thank you. Thanks, Scott. Great to be here. Yeah, she was on Chicks and Salsa earlier. So we, uh, to give our audience a little bit of credit, we do not like to go ahead and compete against those young ladies because they're as Jimmy Walker would say, dynamite, although I'm not going to go that well. And Jordan Long, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Scott. You're very welcome. And Rick Curdy, Mr. Opinion. Hey, guys. How are you? First of two. He gets tomorrow night as well. So, and George Eichhorn. Well, I saw you last night, but we got before we go ahead and do that, we're going to wish Mr. George Eichhorn a happy birthday. All right? Happy birthday. Aww. Happy birthday. Thank it's a day you. early. But it's a day early. I actually, I don't get one this year. I'm on leap day, so uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but thanks, Scott. Yeah, no, I, I remember the good old days back home in Metro Detroit. How you went out there and put a restaurant change on a chain out of business, right? <laughs> yeah. Leap year babies did. It was called, I think, it was a Bill Naps. Yep, that's it. Oh my goodness! You talk about double dipping. Mister Icorn was thrifty at doing that. So, <laughs> all right. So here's what we're gonna do tonight. Got three baseball topics, parting shots. And we're going to let everybody say whatever they want, especially I always like the parting shots because I get to find out what's in the minds of my co-hosts. So with that said, let's get a roll in here. And I know this is probably one Rick Curdy liked the most. Anyways, according to CBS Sports, Michigan football had a higher attendance than the Oakland A's. Can you imagine that? But here, I'll break down the numbers. We're going to lead off with Curdy in a moment. Michigan, eight home games, 881,971. In the Oakland A's, you take an eight and add a one next, so it's called 81. Boy, I'm really good with these kind of things. Not quite for a guy has 2070 vision anyways. But those numbers add up to 787,902. When I saw this, there was no way I could not put this one on, Rick. So you seem to like to talk about the Oakland A's. Go ahead and talk about them. Well, the Oakland Athletics, to me, have become the Oakland Pathetics, as I like to call them, because they're pathetic attendance. I mean, I, they're minor league, the, the Las Vegas Aviators, they're minor, the minor league baseball team draws more than the Oakland A's. So this doesn't surprise me because Michigan has always had great attendance. The Oakland Pathetics never have. Uh, just another sad statistic for the Oakland uh A's and their fans, I feel bad for the fans, but they're they're going to move to Las Vegas. It's going to happen. Way, way too much money to be made in Las Vegas. Billions and billions of dollars all due to fantasy sports. Um, you know, it's just, and there's nothing going on in Oakland. You go, you know, to the bridge and be a Giants fan now. So, sorry to hear about that, Oakland, uh, but eventually they're going to be the Las Vegas A's or the Vegas A's or whatever they want to be called. But uh, this doesn't surprise me because... They've had pathetic attendance, and even the fans know they're leaving because 
they're just they're they're not they're just not showing up because they're so mad that uh, they're gonna move and they already lost their football team and lost the basketball team so now they're gonna lose their baseball team so I hate to be the mayor of Oakland right now. Yeah, I mean it's a lame duck situation in Oakland, but that is, I haven't heard that one before. Who knows? Maybe there's a hashtag. Knowing you, you'll probably use it on your hashtag tomorrow when we when you promote it afterwards. So, <coughs> with that said, George, you know nobody knows. Well, yeah. Before it's eight hundred eighty-one thousand nine seventy-one to seven eighty-seven nine zero two. It's incredible. Well, it's incredible statistic. Uh, of course, Michigan football, everybody's loved that over here for years and years. They've drawn very, very well. Um, the Oakland situation is really sad. I feel I feel for the fans, like Rick said. Uh, they've been blessed with some good teams over the years, going back to Charlie Finley, those great teams with uh, Joe Rudy and, and Catfish Hunter and Gene Tennis and those guys, Reggie Jackson. Uh, when you look back over the, over the years, they've had very competitive teams but they just cannot, they've always struggled at the gate. Even under those good teams, they struggled at the gate. I remember uh, the media making a big deal out of that, that postseason games weren't even sold out in Oakland. Um, clearly, the Bay Area cannot support two teams, uh, and especially the city of Oakland cannot. They've dragged their feet on this so long. The ownership has dragged their feet. And like Rick said, I mean, they, they await this move to Las Vegas because – that's where all the money is. That's where the attendance is going to be. And that's where the promotion and marketing efforts are going to be over the top uh, for Major League Baseball in Vegas. Uh, but I, I really do think that it's a, it's a sad but interesting stat, Scott, that you, that you got on that one because uh, it just illustrates how poor the attendance figures are at that Oakland Coliseum, which we all know should have been replaced many, many years ago, if not decades ago with a new ballpark. It's a shame that they've waited this long, but they're only getting what they deserve. Yeah, 20-year ongoing problem. I had the opportunity to go to a game at the Oakland Coliseum when the Lions took on the Raiders, and it definitely what I went there, it showed the wearable. I can only imagine now. It's just, it just mind boggles me. Oh, yes, of course, everybody become a Giants fan anyways. And, and you know, if you're a real diehard Oakland A's fan, you can go – well, few it was like four or five hours to get to Vegas. I don't even know what it is, but I know it's not a long because I know the Raiders fans travel. So, yeah, it, it to me it's just mind-boggling how you have eight games, eighty-one, and you're outdrawing them by even over uh, what is it, a hundred thousand, ninety thousand? Oh, before we go to Jordan, I just want to let everybody know that one hundred eight such as baseball talk can be heard on iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast. So. Please hit the red subscribe button on YouTube, South Florida Tribune. We are striving for a thousand subscribers. Like it, share it with your friends, and we want to continue to grow the platform. Want to be a guest? No problem. I'll find a spot for you. Send topic ideas to South Florida Tribune at gmail.com, and we'll find the right show that fits your topic. We want to get as many people involved as we definitely can. All right, I'll turn over to Jordan Long. You've heard the numbers. I don't have to repeat them anymore. It honestly doesn't surprise me that the University of Michigan would, you know, out um, outdo the, the Oakland Athletics. Like Rick was saying, you know, they do not have the infrastructure there in Oakland to actually keep a team. It's really sad because I've been there for a concert. I really thought it was outdated even in 2016. 
It needs updates. All Oakland has wanted, at least the athletics have wanted a new stadium. They're not going to get that. If you go to, you know, Las Vegas, you're going to get the new stadium. Like Rake and George were saying, get the sponsorship. You're going to get people to fill the seats. That's all they want. I feel sorry for the fans of Oakland, especially since they've been beloved there. But honestly, it's time to move. You need to get out there because what's going to get money? Ticket sales. And if you don't have the ticket sales, you don't really have a good product. Las Vegas is going to do that. So I'm not really surprised by this, the statistics that the University of Michigan is out out uh, drawing the Oakland Athletics. It's just a sad state, though, to see where baseball is in the Bay Area, for at least Oakland's sake. Yeah, I mean, when I saw it, it seemed far-fetched, but then I thought about it. My gosh, we know that. It's a shame, too, but they've had 20 years to get it figured out. And at some point or another, you keep dragging your feet or you have to find a different spot, and that's probably where we're at. I'll let Candy Evelyn go ahead and finish it off. Okay, so I had to do a little research. Yes, I know Oakland hasn't supported their team recently. If you go back to 1968, that season, they had 837,466. So you're telling me in 2022, they can't draw the same amount of fans that they had in 1968? Come on, really? There are so many more people in this world. Does it surprise me that Michigan's out drawing them? No. Michigan, it's the big house. Everybody, it's it's a hot ticket. Everybody wants to go. They sell out all the time. To put how many games in there and compare the attendance with Oakland is just, I hate to say it, it's pathetic. I feel, I feel bad for the fans. That's who I really feel bad for because – you know, the product on the field isn't that bad, but they're not going to the stadium. They're not, it's just not a good situation. It needs, they need to rectify it and move it. Go where the money is because they're not going to stay competitive. You can't. Let's face it, there are small market teams that are drawing and they can't stay competitive either. They have to, I can remember back in the days when the Brewers weren't drawing very well. So what did they do? They had to come up with different gimmicks or different things that would bring fans in that's how that's why we have the bobbleheads that we have these days that's why we have all those different items is because that's to draw some of them in when they weren't getting the people in the stadium yeah and back then in 68 i believe they they were the kansas city athletics no they were still they were still oakland athletics at that point kansas city was from 1955 to 67 I was off a year, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they ended up 67, 68 was their first year, is what you said, and that's when they Correct. drove. So they had just moved over, and they were the Kansas City Athletics. Okay, just want to get that out there clear. All right, well, you know what? We're going to go back to baseball history. And one of the guys I really love to talk about is Nolan Ryan. He had seven no-hitters, but also had 12 one-hitters. He was 12 hits away from 19 no-hitters. Yet still never won a Cy Young Award, though he's in the Hall of Fame. All right, Rick, you know what? I'm going to lead off with you all night. So give me your take on Nolan Ryan and all the no-hitters. Amazing, amazing pitcher. Nobody, nobody will ever break his strikeout record. The no-hitters, maybe, I don't know. But the strikeout record will never be broken. And like you alluded, Scott, you know, he never won a Cy Young. People always say that with all the – Phenomenal numbers Nolan Ryan put up. 
He never won a Cy Young. That's an, another one of those you look back and say, yeah, he never did win one. Just like I tell people, Greg Maddox never pitched a perfect game. You think of all the pitchers, you think of the no-hitters Nolan Ryan did, you would think uh, Maddox would have thrown a no-hitter a perfect game, never did. So just one of those quirky things that happen. There's always a lot of uh, players you see out there that have never won this or never won that. So, but he's, I, I, how he's not a unanimous in the Hall of Fame is beyond me. I don't know what you have to do to get him to be unanimous. I mean, strikeout king, no hitter, 27 years. Uh, didn't matter where he went, American, National League. He was phenomenal with the Angels. You know, he was in the gym for ghosty trade, probably one of the worst trades ever by the Mets. And um, he's a legend. And so, and one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Hey, George. Yeah, he sure was a legend. I remember back in 1973, uh, the Tigers had the unfortunate uh, circumstance of uh, being the victims of two no-hitters, uh, Steve Busby and Nolan Ryan in 1973, no-hit the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Eight-time All-Star. I, I, I always admired him. I mean, he was he was one of the best, if not the best, in my era I mean, I put Bob Gibson up there, too, obviously dating myself here. But what Bob Gibson did for the St. Louis Cardinals, especially. And I know Sandy Koufax before him. And there have been a lot of great pitchers. But Nolan Ryan has just been fantastic. I remember how former President George Bush, when he was the owner of the Texas Rangers, had such a um, such a, a great relationship with, with Nolan and always admired him and would talk about him. And I think that, you know, the accomplishments are just off the off the charts. Like Rick said, I mean, you know, all the strikeouts, all the awards he's won, and then, like you said, Scott, never got the Cy Young Award. It's just unbelievable, really. Uh, but he's a great pitcher, always will be a great pitcher. I loved him, even though he defeated the teams that I rooted for, mostly the Detroit teams, the Tigers, of course. Uh, they had a tough time beating that guy, always. Okay, Jordan. I was to say, it's pretty interesting statistic that Nolan Ryan only had seven no-hitters. I thought that, you know, that number would be higher than 12 one-hitters. I mean, it's incredible what he was able to accomplish throughout his Major League Baseball career. I mean, he's definitely one of the best pitchers that I know. I mean, I never got a chance to see him. But, of course, if you know baseball history, you think Nolan Ryan because he's still one of the best pitchers to ever pitch the game. I didn't realize he never won a Cy Young. That, that really boggles my mind. Because you would think, you know, he has so many Cy Youngs, but he doesn't. And that was just an amazing statistic that I, you know, that you pointed out. Still a great pitcher. And how he wasn't unanimous, like Rick said, to get into the Baseball Hall of Fame, I don't know. Still one of the best pitchers of all time, hands down. Well, now, one thing we we can't forget is he did have a two-hitter against Robin Ventura of the White Sox. <laughs> oh, just yeah. a two-hitter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was a man by three years yeah. old. He still threw 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Robin mm -hmm. Ventura find out that you can charge certain people, but you don't charge no one. So I don't know if it was a two- or three-hitter, but I had to throw that out there. So, All right, Candy, go ahead. So let's throw a couple other things in here. Ryan, Pedro Martinez, Randy Johnson, Trevor Hoffman, and Sandy Koufax are the only five pitchers inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame who have more strikeouts than innings pitched. Ryan is one of only three players in history to have his name number retired by at least three teams, along with Jackie Robinson and Frank Robinson. 
one of the things that I think thought was very interesting, Ryan is one of only 29 players in baseball history to have appeared in MLB games in four different decades. That's never going to happen again. Never going to happen again. Four decades. Wow. Believe that. That is amazing. Well, the only thing I'll say to conclude the topic is number one, nobody's going to get seven no hitters. Ryan Nolan, your record is safe, and nobody's going to dare to get close to his strikeout numbers, especially the way the game is specialized. So, what's up, Andy? My crack statistician, she comes through all the time. Last topic of the night, we go to parting shots. That's one of our new formats here. It's where we do our parting shots early. We touch on a few topics, and we all get to comment on parting shots. So now, the countdown to 2,000 hits. Andrew McCutcheon, Pirates, 1948. Jose Altuve, Astros, 1395. Freeman, Dodgers, 1903. So I'm going to ask each and every one of you that any of these guys even sniff 3,000 hits. Okay, Rick. Um, I think maybe Altuve. You know, um, so young. I um, but I think some might get close. But I'll, I'll, I'll say Altuve. Okay, George. Uh, Altuve is thirty-two, and Freeman is thirty-three. McCutcheon is thirty-six. I'd say definitely not for McCutcheon. Uh, he's, uh, you know, you know, hanging on to his career. I, I hate to use that term, but, uh, you know, the one-year deal he had last year. Um, Freeman, of course, signed that huge contract with the Dodgers. Uh, and Altuve, of course, everybody loves him in Houston. I'm going to say that both Altuve and Freeman have a shot at 3,000. I think they have a, they're a good chance to sniff it. All right. Well, you know what? Before we go to you, Jordan, you get to read off our good friend, Will Vogel. Go ahead. I think Freeman and Otsuve get 2,100 or 2,300 hits. For me, though, I have to look at the ages. Andrew McCutcheon, I don't see it. If he, The only two that I can see it is really Freddie Freeman or Jose Altuve. Right. So I, I would have to agree with George. It's going to be those two, if anyone's going to get 3,000 hits. Candy? I, it's definitely not going to be McCutcheon. His, his age, and he's just not producing the same as he used to. I, I think Altuve is even going to have a hard time. I think Freeman has the best chance. That'd be my my guess. Yeah, and you know what? I'll stay with Freeman, too, because he's on a better team with the Dodgers. He really is. I, I think the Astros are stripped a little bit, losing a lot in free agency, so we'll see what happens. Uh, if I were a betting man and I'm not, I'm going to go with Freeman. All right, well, guess what? <clears throat> Parting shots. Rick, lead off, and now the way we do it is you say it, we all comment on it. But before we do that, I do want to mention a little update from last week's show. Manny Machado uh, was seeking a 10-year, $400 million deal. He signs an extension this week with the Padres. He's getting a 10-year deal worth $350 million. So it's safe to say Manny isn't going anywhere. So we'll leave it at that. Just want to give you a little bit of an update. All right, Rick, please give me your parting shots. Well, you know, people talk about how football season's over and all we have this long drought, but it's not over. You got the XFL. They've played some amazing, amazing games. AJ McCarron has come from back from the dead, you know, and had two comeback wins. 
they and you see people like Heinz Ward and, and uh, Rod Woodson as head coaches. You know the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, and his uh, ex-wife. They're, they're the fount. You know they're the owners now of the XFL. And then in in April the USFL starts back from the '80s, and they were very successful. So I'm very excited. I love these leagues. Why in the world people keep ripping them is beyond me. I keep hearing that that they're a bunch of has-beens. Well, you know what, people who want to criticize XFL players, you go be a walk-on. You join the NFL because the average uh, player in the NFL is like three and a half years. So people like Tom Brady, it's amazing he played that long, or Peyton Manning, it's amazing. So I love the XFL. I love the USFL. I love uh, uh spring football i'm glad it's back and it gives other players opportunities who couldn't make it who were released to show people what they got and then other people for the nfl could say wow that guy's really good let's bring him along and a lot of the players in usfl have come and are still playing in the nfl so i love it i wanted to continue and for the people who want to bash it and make fun of it shame on you because it's pro football and it's exciting and the right. rules are exciting, too, because you can challenge every play you can. So it's not like uh, we have to throw the reflect. You can every, every play is challenged. Um, and when they do the kickoffs, they stand still till someone catches the ball. So safety reasons there. And the game is just really, really quick. And, and they show everything. Where the NFL, it just drags. So I love it, and I hope it continues. Okay, George, comment on what Rick had to say. I, I can't argue with you, Rick. Um, you know, if you don't want it, then shut it off and shut up. Shut up is what I say. Um, there are plenty of good football players there, which is uh, which to me is very important. These young men are trying to make a career. And who are we to say, oh, well, no, uh, just because you're not in the NFL, go, you know, do something else in your life. Come on. I know there's the Canadian Football League. There's the USFL, the XFL. It's giving jobs. It's giving jobs to, to some talented people. They're showing their skills. If you don't want to watch it, you have that choice. That's what it's all about here in America. But I agree with you, Rick. I think that they're putting out an entertaining product. Uh, the fans have a chance to uh, see some new wrinkles, if different wrinkles, let's call it, than what you see in the NFL. And, and um, you know, Scott, you and I, remember, we covered the Arena Football League. Yeah, you know, the, the Detroit Drive had uh, championship teams under general manager Gary Vito here in Detroit. And I loved going to those uh, Arena League games. Uh, Detroit lost its franchise, but that was a lot of excitement, too, the Arena League. But, um, no, I, I'm not going to argue with you, Rick. I, I think the XFL should be here to stay. Anybody should ever look at these leagues. Let me just give you two words, okay? Hidden gems. All right. With that said, Jordan, please comment on what Rick had to say. I haven't gotten a chance to watch the XFL, but I did watch the USFL last year. And honestly, I think it's a great league. Again, it's a feeder league, could be a feeder league to the NFL. We don't have any many pro football leagues. It's unlike the NHL or even Major League Baseball where you have the minor league system. Even the NBA has a minor league system. We needed something for the NFL, and this could be it. And honestly, people are saying, you know, bashing these leagues, they, they need to stop because we need more pro football. Yeah, I know it's in the spring. A lot of people are football out after the NFL, but some of these guys can actually go on to the NFL and you can watch these leagues to see if they actually do that. So I'm fine with both of these leagues. Again, it's a chance for them to show off their skills. All right, Candy. 
it's we also have to understand that there's economics involved. Not only do these do these players want to play? They play in a stadium. They play in front of fans. If there's fans there, there's people there that are their ticket sales that are doing all. It's booming. It's helping the economy as well. I like the I like the leagues. Not only is it a pre-feeder and can can it catapult somebody's career or you know maybe they especially like if they were in college and they got hurt or injured and then people are real leery about drafting them. Go, go to one of these leagues. You know, in a, in today's day and age, we need more to boost the economy. We need more boost and more things that are good in the world. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. Don't pay for the ticket. But let others. Don't tell us who and what we should be doing and spending our money on. Play play the game, and if we want to see it, let them, let them play. The only thing I'm going to add to what Rick said is, the A.J. McCarron story is a great story for those of you that don't know much about it. A.J. McCarron could have gotten $4 million to be a backup in the NFL, chose to take $60,000 so his kids could play. Come on. If that isn't a good story, then tell me what one is, and I haven't learned a darn thing in 43 years. Secondly, Wade Phillips, I believe, is coaching one of the teams. and Bob's the Roughnecks. Right. So what you have here are two veteran coaches that can – that can lend their expertise to some of these players to make them better as well. So there is nothing but upside with the XFL, USFL, which I did have to have an opportunity to cover the 1984 USFL championship game out in Tampa. And it was pretty neat stuff. So nothing, nothing wrong. I, people that are criticizing these leagues, you won't criticize them when you see some of these players help your local NFL team. So, all right, George parting shots. My parting shot today is about a certain hockey player from the Boston Bruins, Brad Marchand. And just to fill everybody in, uh, it recently was leaked out that the finalist for an upcoming NHL All-Star Game or NHL Draft. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are the cities of Detroit, Edmonton, and Seattle? And Marchand couldn't keep his mouth shut. He made a comment to the effect of, well, who's going to want to go there and play in there, you know, in the winter there? You know, who's going to want to play in those games out in those cities? Well, excuse me, sir. These cities have been waiting a long time for an all-star game. Of course, Seattle's franchise is brand new. But especially in the cases of Detroit and Edmonton, they've been waiting eons, which I've uh, uh, talked about on other shows on the Sports Exchange before. And for you to go ahead and make a comment like that and uh, belittle uh, the city's weather, 
okay just because you might be upset give me a break you live in a city boston that gets sometimes very cold in the winter and you didn't mention toronto which has been awarded the all-star game by commissioner bentman for next year okay that's a cold weather city too but of course toronto was toronto i guess in your mind and uh, hands off you can't criticize that cosmopolitan city but again march on keep your mouth shut okay Detroit and Edmonton and Seattle are deserving of the all-star game and or the NHL draft. Okay. George, you want to add to that? I will have to say with uh, what George is saying, I did hear the comments of Brad Marchand and honestly, I agree with George. He needs to keep his mouth shut. Did he forget that the NFL draft and the NHL all-star game are for the fans, their entertainment, even the draft is entertaining for the fans. It doesn't matter what city you put it in. People are going to go and enjoy their time to watch these all-stars. Brad Marchand just needs to shut his mouth. Candy? I completely agree. Keep your mouth <clears throat> closed because <laughs> let the fans enjoy and let the, you know, let these cities that haven't necessarily as big as some of the other cities host things. Let them. If that's what they want to do, what difference does it make where we have it? If you have people that want to come and enjoy it, let them. Rick? So this idiot plays in Massachusetts. Doesn't it snow in Massachusetts, last I remember? <laughs> yes. Then they have yeah. like torrential eight, ten feet of snow. Um, I don't know what anybody's talking about. I live in a small market in Charlotte. We've been trying to get a Super Bowl. Hopefully one day we will, but you know, we would love to see, like, we had an all-star game in Charlotte. People say we couldn't support it, and we did. We did great, you know, and I'm happy to see places like Seattle who haven't had an NHL team, you know, now they get an all-star game or Toronto. So this clown just needs to be quiet. He probably wants it somewhere like in L.A. or New York, and people are just tired of seeing these big markets getting everything. It's about time places like Detroit, Seattle, Toronto, Charlotte, whatever, small market cities or medium-sized cities get an all-star game because it's not fair to them just because they grew up somewhere smaller where in L.A., New York, they used to get all that. Now, people are going to go no matter what. So this guy needs to be quiet and he needs to understand. It snows a lot in Massachusetts, so I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, what I'll add to this whole thing is, number one, Detroit is an iconic original six market. So let's not forget that, okay? So they definitely deserve one. Edmonton's had a nice history beginning with Wayne Gretzky carrying over to Connor McDavid. But here's the wild card here, Seattle, okay? The Seattle Kraken. If anybody's ever been to the city of Seattle, one of the most beautiful cities in the country. It just is. And I love Seattle. I covered some events there. So Brad, I once had a junior high teacher named Mrs. Pulley. And you know what she used to say when the – Class got out of control. Close your lips. Close your lips. <laughs> Close your lips. I think that's how I remember her. Uh, 40, 37. Who oh, cares? I'm good at math anyways, 40 years. Close your lips. Brad Marchand. <laughs> and the best case scenario is maybe if those cities are lucky, you won't get selected anyway, so you don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. I can guarantee one thing you're not placed, you're not putting it at the moment, is Arizona – for the Coyotes playing a 5,000-seat arena, maybe down the road. If you ever get your stadium fit, figured out, maybe by then I'll be collecting Social Security 
and who knows where I'll be. I know I won't be collecting a hundred percent, but I'll take it early. But I, let's see if they ever hold it in Arizona. Nothing against them. They they had a decent arena, the Gila River Arena. Candy and I both went there. I liked it. The only problem with Arizona was they had to their audience is really based on East Valley. But come on, Brad, get real. Everybody knows that you're in a cold climate. So close your lips. Close your lips. And you know, if anybody out there needs me to give you an alarm clock sound with Mrs. Pulley, you can contact me at 954-304-4941. I'll be more than happy to give you the Mrs. Pulley. Close your lips. Okay, I think a lot of people have heard of this. Hopefully, I'm not going to lose you with that. <laughs> All right, but yeah, a little bit. It's okay to go back in time. All right, so with that said, Jordan, give me your parting shots. Well, the Denver Broncos are going to need a backup quarterback to Russell Wilson. They do not have one on the current roster. Now, the question is, do you go after Carson Wentz, who was just released, Marcus Mariota, or do you go free agent of um, Teddy Bridgewater? In my personal opinion, you either go Mariota or you go Teddy Bridgewater because he felt he is those two players are the same skill set as a Russell Wilson. Then again, could they trade for one? I really don't know, but I, all I know is we do need a backup quarterback to Russell Wilson. Hey, Candy. I agree. You do need a backup. Is Carson Carson has played the backup role very well, but I think I think his time is coming on. I I agree. Mariota would be a good ch- um, choice, uh, but they do. The one thing you have to every all the teams you need to have a backup plan because look look at San Francisco. Look at how many quarterbacks they went through. Look at Miami and Tua going out. Like you need to have a backup. And if you want to be any place at the end of the year vying for the playoffs, your backup has to be sufficient. Don't shortchange your backup. Yeah. Rick? Yeah, uh, Carson Wentz, he's going to be a backup. I mean, was this his third team already in three years? Um, you know, the guy just can't stay healthy. You know, so if I was Denver, I would be leery of him. I see him more likely going to Kansas City. You know, because he ain't going to get no playing time there with Patrick Mahomes there. So you can sit around and uh, hold the clipboard because the guy can't stay healthy, unfortunately. Uh, For Denver, I like Mariota, Bridgewater, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know. But if I was Denver, I'd go after Mariota. He's been – he gets injured a lot, but he's going to be a backup. And you need that insurance policy in case things don't work out with Russell Wilson. You know, that's still a question mark. So – I w- if I was Denver, I would be looking at Mariota, Bridgewater possibly, but I, I would go out there Mariota. Carson Wentz, that guy just cannot stay healthy, and he's just been inconsistent. And three teams in three years not a good sign. So um, I think Kansas City would be a good fit for him. Well, believe it or not, this is another wild card as a Saints connection. I would probably go to Jameis Winston because he w- worked under. Sean Payton. I mean, another one that comes to mind would be Andy Dalton. I don't think you'd go wrong with either of those two. So Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton would be my choices as a possible backup. Can't really go wrong, but we'll see. But I really think, you know, with all due respect, the Broncos are going to draft a quarterback anyways. I really do. You know, there's enough of them. They've talked about wanting to do it, and Sean Payton will want to groom his own guy, but those are the three that I would look at. So, okay, Candy, please give me your parting shot. So my parting shot comes from last night's show, Fire Up Wisconsin. 
Milwaukee Brewers, I am so disappointed that you had to go to arbitration with Corbin Burns over $749,000. Really? And details are coming out that you are blaming him because your offense couldn't score runs to get you into the playoffs. Come on. You can do better. I expect better. I'm that really hurts. It hurt Kerbin Burns. How is he going to feel going in to the season now? Is he going to give it his all? Is he going to be trade bait? Milwaukee Brewers, you have a small, you're a small market team. You can't upset your players. You hurt us last year when you traded Josh Hader. Now you upset your Cy, Cy Young Award winner and Corbin Burns. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sad. You're still my team, but I'm sad. Disappointed. Rick, I think we gave you your parting shot earlier, didn't we? Or didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, I did the XFL. Oh, that's right. Okay. So why don't you comment on candies? Um uh, Milwaukee, I have no idea. Milwaukee's a smallest city with Major League Baseball. Okay. They're a very small market, blue collar place. They're not going to attract big free agents. They had CC Sabathia. He left. He did great with them, but he left because it's just a small market, you know, and you're just not going to attract those players. So to really upset your best pitcher is stupid over nothing. I mean, that's nothing money for, for a Major League Baseball for sports. So I don't know what they're doing. If I was him, I would just have a chip on my shoulder, pitch my hardest, and just show people because he is gone. He ain't coming back. So, you know, maybe the Dodgers can get him. Some other big market will get him. But as for Milwaukee, they lost him. And, you know, I'd say it's candy. Uh, don't see them winning a World Series anytime soon if they keep doing stuff like that. So very disappointing. But, you know, it is what it is. So. I would love for him to go to the Dodgers because I love the Dodgers, but we'll see. But it'll be interesting where he goes. George? Yeah, I agree, uh, Candy. Uh, that that was uh, like peanuts. Let's talk about peanuts, you know, when you start squibbling over that amount of money uh, and going to arbitration. I know that the Detroit Tigers have been really good at trying to avoid those kind of uh, bloodletting sessions that the arbitration uh, judges and hearings go through. But this is ridiculous to treat a to treat your Cy Young Award guy like that, and Burns did not deserve that. That that was very very uh, a bad calculation on the part of the Brewers management, and um, I, like Rick says, he's probably going to move on. It and it, and really, you squabbled over something you shouldn't have. You you know the guy has brought so much to his game and so much to the fans in Milwaukee with his talents. And now you're putting him out there acting like, uh, oh, God, he's ripping us off or uh, wanting 700000 more or whatever it was. So, you know, that's crazy. That's crazy economics. And you should be ashamed of yourself. I'm sorry, Brewers management. Jordan? Brewers management definitely screwed this up. I don't see Corbin Burns coming back. I, th I think we talked about it two weeks ago on, or a couple of weeks ago on the show that I honestly think you're going to wait until the trade deadline and then you're going to trade Corbin Burns. After that, the Brewers just need to get it together. I mean, the front office is not probably one of the worst one worst run front offices in Major League Baseball. If you're squabbling over just a few, a couple of thousand of dollars and you had to go to arbitration, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, I feel sorry for you Brewers fans, but in the end, you're going to end up losing a lot of players, and it's not going to be a destination people will want to go to, especially if this keeps happening. 
Yeah, the Milwaukee Brewers haven't been to a World Series since 1982, and they ended up playing, paying Ryan Braun a lot of money to stick around. I don't think I applaud either of those situations, but you can't nickel and dime your best player. If you do, then it'll be a lot. It'll be a while before you get back. All right, I'm going to ask any any one of you to, to comment on this. Not everybody, and then I'll, I'll go to my parting shot. So, any, anybody want to talk about Lux tearing his ACL? With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who gets it? Very unfortunate situation. That was a yeah. painful to watch that on the replay. Um, yeah. That's really going to hurt the Dodgers. I mean, they're really counting on him big time this year. Yeah, it's a, it's, I'm a Dodger fan. Dodgers have lost so much in free agency. Um, you know, we've seen their struggles with Dave Roberts, and I've been on here just extremely critical of Dave Roberts. Um, and then they lose him, and he, they, the guy was tearing up. He was crying, you know. And so it's sad to see. I think the Dodgers are going to struggle. I really do. I just – they lost too many people, and this was a huge loss for them. Okay. All right, I'll go to my parting shot. Oakland A's payroll. I'm picking on them again, so I'm probably not winning any friends with this one. Oakland A's payroll, $61 million. New York Mets payroll, $355 million, according to front office sports. Mets billionaire Steve Cohen has committed a half a billion dollars to free agents this offseason, prompting calls for financial reform among some MLB owners. Cohen says he's standing firm. They laid down the rules. I'm just following them. You know what? I'll just say this. I have zero problem against Steve Cohen at all. He's going to pay the luxury tax. Obviously, we call it the Steve Cohen tax. If this man is committed to winning and he's willing to put his money where his mouth is, I have zero problem with it. So for those of you that are critics of Steve Cohen, I wouldn't quite go there. You can only hope that every owner is committed to, to putting his money where his mouth is Steve Cohen is, and I think the Mets are going to have a fine year. Okay, Rick? Yeah, I talked about this, uh, one of my parting shots. You know, these cheapskate owners or people who who love uh, their teams, but they have cheaper, like the Pirates, Marlins, Kansas City, they just need to be quiet. Spend your money. There's no salary cap. You can spend as much money as you want in Major League Baseball. It's not like the NFL or the NBA. It's a bonanza. If he wants to put in a trillion dollars, let him do it. It's his money. It's his team. How can he criticize them? He wants to win. That's how you spend money. George Steinbrenner, he would spend money like crazy. And they said he won a World Series. Well, he won it. He won it. It doesn't matter. He wants to spend money. He wants to win. He's in New York, bright lights, big city. So all these little other owners from the Pirates and the Marlins need to be quiet. Stop being cheapskates and leave Steve Cohen alone. And we need more Steve Cohens in Major League Baseball for owners. Yeah, well, we'll evidently Will Vogel believes that you're right because you know I'm a Yankees fan. Cohen is awesome spending the money like Steinbrenner. So your comments are definitely timely. Time, timely. All right, George. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, uh, the owners have the right to spend as much as they want, and they wanted to bring a championship. And plus, he's got unbelievable competition <laughs> right across the street, literally, with the Yankees. Yankees have a bigger stadium than the Mets do. I understand that. So their revenue probably is a tick higher. Uh, but we had the situation here in Detroit where Chris, uh, Chris, uh, Mike Yelich, excuse me, the founder uh, of the Little Caesars pizza chain, along with his wife, um, he went out and spent big money. And, you know, we had guys like Verlander and Scherzer on this team at one time, along with Cabrera and Ordonez and, and Pudge Rodriguez. And the money was spent. And, and let me tell you, it was a fun time here in Detroit when that money was spent and it brought the Tigers two American League pennants, two trips to the World Series. Unfortunately, they lost both of those to uh, the Cardinals in one and the Giants in the other. But, um, no, I think if the owner uh, sees the, uh, an avenue to spend the money, he's trying to bring a championship, trying to bring a winner to your town, I'm all for it. I got to say one thing about Will Vogel, though. He, this kid's catching on fast. Great minds think alike. My goodness. And he had a great first act last night on Fire Up Michigan. Keep up the good work. Well, we'll uh, there's more wait, air time waiting in the wings for you. All right, Jordan, go ahead. I have no problem with, with Cohen spending his money. Like we've been saying, there's no salary cap. You want to win. How do you win in baseball? You spend the money. More owners should do the same thing. I'm, I'm waiting for Colorado to spend more money so they can, we're a small market team, to actually get to a place where we can be competitive with the Dodgers, who are big money spenders, the Padres. I have no problem with this. If you want to win, you got to spend the money, get those free agents. Who cares about the luxury tax? Because technically, there is no salary cap in baseball. So if you can spend the money to get those players, I'm fine by it, especially if you want to win a championship. That's the ultimate goal. Yeah, Tony Clark has made it very clear that there's no way that they'll ever have a salary cap in MLB. So he's mentioned that in the last few days. They won't have to address this thing for at least three years. I think 2026 is when the CBA expires. But, boy, if, they, if a salary cap is addressed then, this one could be worse than the last 90-day work stoppage. All right, Candy. Not only can you wrap up the topic, but my voice is getting a little hoarse. Your dad would be laughing in heaven right now when my voice gets hoarse a little bit. Uh, as anybody else that knows me, uh, you know, but then again, maybe my Mrs. Pulley, close your lips, probably helped to get a little closer too. I had to get that in. Go ahead, Katie. Give me your opinion and then go around the horn with everybody else. So I don't have a problem with it. Obviously, there is no salary cap, and we've all said that. Now, the bigger question would be, should there be a salary cap? But that's not the issue. That's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about an owner who has deep pockets and he's using it to put a, a team on the field that's competitive and exciting to see. Do I have a problem with that? No. Do I wish more owners would do it? I'm like you, Jordan. Milwaukee hasn't done it. Milwaukee is a small market team. We just talked about it. You know, do we need more of that? Yeah, of course we do. I can't tell you how many times I've heard Oh, um, what was Miller Park and now American Family Fields is Wrigley North because people couldn't get tickets at Wrigley Field, so they were flooding Miller Park. So do we need more, you know, money spent? I just wish the gap wasn't as big for how the difference between the salary cap, the salaries that they, you know, from 40 million to 336 million. That's a big wide gap compared to comparatively and i know the brewers are over i mean but 100 million but that's still that's still almost 200 million dollars difference that you're getting in talent and you're paying for talent 
for the Mets as opposed to some of these small market teams. I, I don't have a problem with it. I just wish more teams spent it so it wasn't such a big discrepancy between the, the payrolls of all the teams. Uh, well, George and I, I don't know. Mike Gillich wasn't afraid to spend any money either. So Right, right. I know Chris Gillich is trying to develop his team so that they can go out there and be sustainable. But Mike Gillich, not only did he spend money uh, uh, in baseball, but the NHL had to have a salary cap because they knew Mike Gillich was going to clean up on the championship <laughs> side too. So everyone still won a Stanley Cup during the salary cap era, but – you know what? What come trade deadline? Okay, Mike Gillich, he, he was willing to spend and did a better at can. And I definitely think, without a doubt, in American sports history, owners ship that Mike Gillich is certainly would go down as one of the top 10, 15 in my book as one of the best owners of all time. So great show tonight. Really enjoyed it. So with that said, I'm going to go ahead, everybody, let everybody know to go get a hold of us. Yeah. Okay. And there we go. My tongue is tied because of the horse inside of my vocal cords. All right, Rick. Let everybody know how they get a hold of you. And by the way, Rick, Curdy does an outstanding job helping us on social media from all of our shows, content, and we are eternally grateful. All right, Mr. Curdy, while I have a voice, take over for like whatever time you need. Well, you can find me on my website, www.charlottebats.com. I have a petition on there. Please sign it. We want to bring Major League Baseball to Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm also on Facebook at Charlotte MLB and Charlotte Bats Baseball. I'm on Instagram at Charlotte Bats. I'm on Twitter at Charlotte Bats Baseball. And I'm also on LinkedIn under Rick Curdy. If you have any comments or questions, you can email me at cltbatsbaseball at gmail.com. And he'll be appearing on tomorrow night's edition of the Sports Exchange after 9 o'clock following Pundit's Pundit on Sideline Sports. Okay, George, go ahead. You have a book to promote? Uh, Detroit Sports Broadcasters on the Air, which chronicles, uh, oh my gosh, 50, 60, 70, 80 years of broadcast excellence here in Detroit and Michigan, starting with the legendary Ty Tyson, the original voice of the Detroit Tigers, all the way through Dan Dickerson, the current voice. Uh, Scott's in the book as well, interviewing uh, a couple of greats, Muhammad Ali and, and our friend Jimmy Connors. And the book's available. There's a link uh, for the a book to uh, obtain it. At the end of my column under the Motor City Tribune, under the South Florida Tribune banner, which I contribute articles to, as well as the Detroit Monitor, you can reach me at gicorn at yahoo.com or on uh, Facebook, or you can friend me also on Twitter at SNG Sports 99. Glad to be part of the show, and thank you for having me on. You're very welcome. What I love about having you on the show, George, is the fact that you and I are the senior members of this crew. We can go back probably a little bit longer than some of the people we have on. It doesn't mean they don't know anything. It's just we saw a lot of these guys play. That's the only difference. All right, Jordan, go ahead. Well, you can obviously find me here on Tuesday nights on 108 Stitches. I am on plenty of sideline sports uh, shows. Also, you can find me on Twitter at SportsCube1, and you can read my blogs that I write Mondays through Thursdays with podcasts on Fridays at sports-scoop.com. All right. Uh, also, on a special thanks to Will Vogel, life of the chat room tonight. Thank you very much for participating, Will, in a very official but unofficial way. Thank you very much. All right, Candy, take it away. My voice is just about done. Mm-hmm. So you can find me 
any night of the week to typically it seems like i've been appearing on one of our south florida tribune shows on monday nights we have fire up detroit and once in a while we'll sprinkle in fire up wisconsin tuesday nights you can find me on chicks and salsa on the sidelines sports side of things and then you can also find me sometimes here at 108 stitches baseball talk wednesday nights would be sports exchange thursday nights uh, from time to time you'll see inside the pigskin or fire up or you just never know what scott has up his bag of tricks um you can always please subscribe there's that little red button if you see it hit it subscribe be our thousandth subscriber we're striving to get there and if you would like and share our broadcast, help us out, get the word out, get more people out there watching us, that would be great. We have a website, www.southflorida.tribune.com. You can email us ideas. Maybe you want to appear on one of our shows. Give us some topics, and you never know. You might just be on there. Email your topics, southfloridatribune at gmail.com. Our tr- Twitter handle is at Tribune South. And I think that's a wrap. Did I hit it out of the park, Scott? Yeah, you did. Yeah. For, and if you want to advertise, feel free to call me at 954-304-9941. But other than that, Andy, you always hit it out of the park. You are an MVP in more ways than one because you are the mastermind behind our website, getting all the shows up there, as well as making sure the content. I've never seen a person so efficient in my life. Got it. So, meanwhile, on behalf of Candy Eveling, Jordan Long, George Icorn, and Rick Curdy, I've got 23 hours to attempt to get my voice back. I want to thank you very much for joining us on 108 Stitches Baseball Talk, and we will see you next Tuesday night. God bless everybody. Enjoy the diamond doings until we have more to do next week. Take care. Have a wonderful night, and thank you very much for joining us. Bye. Good night. Good night.